Hey, welcome to Critical Thinking for Everyone. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a product, but we are not endorsing it. We are not saying anyone should buy it. We're not saying anyone should support the company. It's just that we talk about critical thinking wherever we find it, and today, it's in the marketplace. Enjoy! Welcome to Critical Thinking for Everyone! That is quite a welcome. That's the stuff! I hope you all feel welcome to our show called Critical Thinking for Everyone. I sure hope they do. Hey, can you make people feel very welcome with regard to uh, joining our talent show? I would love to. You read my mind again. Ta-da! Critical thinking and magic. You're so good at that. So, folks, thanks for joining us today. I'm Patty Payette. And I'm Brian Barnes. And together we make magic happen every single week around critical thinking. Ta-da! And Brian keeps to dying, which makes me think of the talent show that he mentioned that we have coming up and we're so excited. And part of the reason we're so excited for the talent show is because we want to see you participate. And you the thing, yeah. Yeah, you can participate from your own armchair. Folks, think about it. We're coming, we're on the one year anniversary of this thing called COVID. It's changed all of our lives. And I would like to invite you all to put yourself out there on April 10th at 7 p.m., our virtual talent show. When I say out there, I don't even mean you have to leave your house. You just put yourself out there, meaning on a virtual stage, and you'll have a four to five minute window to share a talent of your choice to help raise money for forwardradio.org. Because as Brian likes to say, we need money to stay alive as a radio station. This radio station is run on a shoestring budget. Our funds go toward our you know, uh, literally the operations of the radio station, everything else, like the talent that you're listening to right now, we are all volunteers. Every single one of us does everything from writing the checks to making sure the FCC rules are, you know, followed to the programming to everything. It's all volunteer work. So folks, we are just want you to help keep us bringing this to you, this stuff to you. So um, as Brian likes to say, if you've heard the show before, 20 bucks a day to just run the entire station. Um, That's it. That's just keeping us on the air. That doesn't cover, you know, there's no fancy coffee. There's no like, you know, radio station, you know, um, car, you know, business car. There's no you know, fancy anything, stationary, right? It's We're all just doing this for the love of grassroots community social justice radio. So- So t- Patty, tell the people how do that, how is the case that them showing up to this event on April 10th and juggling or singing or um, flower arranging or reciting a dramatic interpret, whatever they do, how will that help Forward Radio? Okay, great question, Brian. So on April, um, what do we say? Ten, why am I? April 10th. It is the 10th. At 7 p.m. I was going to say April 7th at 10 p.m. No, it's April 10th at 7 p.m. Um, what, that, what you will do by signing up to share a talent, you will actually 
create a show that people are going to pay $10 to watch online. So you're actually going to be part of the talent that puts that draws people to watch and buy a ticket. And though that ticket goes toward uh, keeping the station alive and there's a $100 audience chosen winner of the talent oh, show. So they could actually win their money back times. Yeah, 10. yes, exactly. Uh, Okay, well, if people want to do this, they have to apply at forwardradio.org. At the top of the page is a place to apply, and you have to do it um, by March 20. Yeah, I have a secret, though. You don't have to actually apply or audition. I think you just have to fill out the form. Sign up. Right. Well, that's it. I mean, you have to go sign and... up. Yeah. Sign that's... up. Yeah. You don't have I to... didn't want you to think like there's a there's 10 of us who are going to be vetting. Okay. Yeah. Vetting all the. Yeah. So we're so excited. So please, folks, put March 20th as your deadline for um, entering to be in the talent show in April 10th at seven o'clock on your calendar for buying a ticket. And again, forwardradio.org. Brian, how many people have you invited to sign up like have you how many people have you directed like your what about your friend rudy who's a musician what's wrong with me i need to share this in facebook and get people to sign up come on rudy yes yeah that's right yeah wait i was thinking about uh trying to get some local bodybuilders to come on and do a pose down that's totally fine yeah i mean that might be a nice thing Um, yeah certainly pay to come watch yeah every week i'm gonna ask you who you've invited to you know so this week i have a school of music student who works in my office so i sent her the link and said hey would you not only be willing to sign up because you're a talented musician and perform but share this with your school of music buds a hundred bucks i'll be sharing it around i've just been telling people by word of mouth i hadn't thought about going down south to maestro rudy volkman yes think of all the talented people you know Uh, that's uh, you too what about martial arts? What about your martial arts moves? Yeah, so so do people just come on here if they have martial arts moves and they just do them for people? To demonstrate, like a demo. Okay, yeah, maybe I know some people who can do that stuff. Push-ups, do they do that? Like, can you just come on and do push-ups for four minutes? Um, It depends, maybe if you're wearing a funny costume, maybe. Okay, okay, so presentation matters if you're gonna win the 100 bones. Entertain us entertainment anybody out there is entertaining entertain us okay look i'm I'm starting to think this might really be the thing for people to do but i am also thinking that maybe some of us some of us think i'm not particularly entertaining but there are these kids can kids join yeah i have a friend rachel whose daughter is i want to say in fourth grade who's a really amazing singer like yeah. one of those kids that goes on those TV shows and blows you away with their oh, wow. voice. Oh, wow. Um, and she was in a talent show last year at the JCC. So I'm going to ask her, invite her to have her daughter sign up. Great. Rachel, if you're listening, we would like to have that happen. So anybody can sign up from anywhere. Just yes. 10 American bones. No, no, no. That's to attend. That's to attend. $10 to oh, attend. What? What does it cost to sign up? I don't think it costs anything. I signed up for free. Oh, sign up for free. Now that's even better. So people can sign up for free, but they could win a hundred bucks. Yes, now you got it. We are calling all closet extroverts and introverts for that matter, who've been hungering throughout the pandemic 
to get out there and strut your stuff, whatever I your passion, whether it's music, magic, poetry, comedy, theater, dance, fashion for you, your pet, your mask, you name it, gourmet cooking, art, stupid human tricks, or anything else you can present virtually in four minutes or less, you will have the chance to win a $100 cash prize. You got it. Hey, <laughs> I have an idea for you. What's me? How about you do some um, tricks with the billiards, you know, pool. You're really like a pool shark, Billiards. you know, and that's like a little pressure because it's live. So if you don't, you're, don't get it in, Brian, you'll, you'll, I'll be like, eh, eh, try again. Well, I'm excited to see what you come up with. All right. Well, thanks for your encouragement. We will all see you there on April 10th. Please sign up on Forward Radio by March 20th. Yep, forwardradio.org, folks. Okay, so we have hyped and hyped, and now we have to deliver today's show. Hmm, but less of it than before. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brian, you you have brought forth the content for today's show to the, that we can chew on. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I was given two gifts. Yeah, and they're right here. I've got them right here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and I've passed them to Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. And um, these gifts, um, the first one is from, um, well, they're both from the same organization, the Thinking Shop. Dot org. Mm -hmm. Wait, are you sure it's not schoolofthought.org? The schoolofthought.org. What did I say? You said... Oh, sorry, the thinking shop is the school of thoughts shop. Oh, the same <laughs> thing. Same thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Same okay. thing. My apologies. Okay. School of thought. Okay. Dot org. They say um, that people need better thinking. Okay. So they are a nonprofit organization um, that provides education resources on critical thinking, creative thinking, and philosophy. They sound amazing, but literally, I'm, I'm, I, why have we not talked about them before in like three some years of doing this show? Well, um, so the guy who, who is on their team, who I heard his TED talk, right? His name is Jesse Richardson. Okay. And, um, he is the founder of the organization and All right. he, he is Australian. Oh, and okay. I think they've just not been around for a long time, maybe. I mean, I'm not really sure uh, why we haven't heard of them. I think the, they only have a couple of products, which okay. are the ones that we've seen here already. Yeah, and what was his TED Talk about that enchanted you? <clears throat> It didn't really, well, did it enchant me? He talks a lot about process. He talks a lot about process in the TED Talk, and I really like that. Actually, when I first saw the TED Talk, I didn't actually like it. Because at the end of it, he pitches this product, these products that we're going to talk about here today. Huh. And so I was trying to, <clears throat> I was trying to get um, sort of, some TED talks that talked about intellectual process for a class. And I was irritated initially that, <laughs> that this one had so much good thinking process in it, but ultimately it was intended to sell a product. Ah, so the old, the old sw camp capitalism switcheroo. Mm -hmm. I felt very capital capitalized upon at the time. Yeah, I really did. Um, and I didn't end up buying the product, 
that may have been a year ago when I saw this. Um, and then I saw, um, I ran into a friend of mine, uh, a colleague at the University of Louisville who teaches uh, philosophy, uh, Teresa Cantrell. And uh, she said, hey, I got these, this deck of cards, critical thinking cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, I got several of them and I wanted to, you know, share them with people. And so I'd like to share one with you. And I said, wow, that's really great. And so that's how product number one came to me. Okay. These cards. Yeah. Which I think are kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing we'll talk about these cards. All right. I'll leave that to you to describe. Um, okay. And then the poster was given to me just the other day by my very fine aunt Nancy. She's a wonderful person. Um, and I saw her, uh, she came to pool with my grandfather and, um, we visited and she and her partner Phyllis gave me this critical thinking poster. And where did they get it? They bought it somewhere. I haven't asked but, them yet. But it wasn't this, it's not from the same org. It's, it looks like looking at the two different organizations. Well, now what is the organization for the poster? It's, um, oh no, it is. I'm sorry. It is the same org. I thought so. You know, the universe is telling you something, Dr. Barnes. Well, that was it. Since they were the, since they were the same, I thought, well, <laughs> we have content for the show and it's all straight critical thinking stuff, you know? Um, well, I don't know if I would say that. Wah, wah, wah. The poster says, <laughs> the, <laughs> the poster says creative thinking tools. You and I just recently did a, a research project in which we scoured the um, interwebs research land landscape, right, for information about graduate programs in critical thinking anywhere in the world. And uh, we found a couple of certificates and we found a couple of master's degree programs. And uh, they all tend to have this moniker with them coupled up with critical thinking, which is creative thinking. So exactly. So one of the first questions that came up with our colleagues, Brian, as you may remember back in January was, why do these programs advertise themselves as critical and creative thinking programs? Why not just critical thinking? And mm -hmm. part of my explanation and what I posit is that the term critical thinking sounds so esoteric and academic and so blah and abstract that they use the word creative because when you tell, when you say to someone, hey, how'd you like to take a class on creative thinking? Oh, wow, that sounds fun and interesting. How'd you like to take a class on critical thinking? Eh, eh, how long is it? Right? Like well, the first question is, is it with Patty Payette? <laughs> Of course. So that's interesting. You should bring that up because for me, that is part of what makes part of what makes it palatable, I think, is when people frame it as creative thinking. Now, I have a bias. I recognize that because when you look at the poster and you look at the descriptions of these programs, it is more than just cr critical thinking, right? It is what we call lateral thinking, it, you know. Do you know what I mean by lateral thinking? Well, I, I know what you mean by lateral thinking, um, such that we are 
Well, no, maybe I don't know. Are you talking about lateral, lateral thinking in the de bono sense? Um, I can't remember if de bono uses it this way. So I'll qualify it by saying lateral thinking, meaning thinking that takes our strategies that take our thinking in new directions. Oh, no. Outside the box, outside the box, right? Okay. Going almost sideways. And so creative thinking, some of the tools on this poster and some of the things where people talk about creative, they marry creative and critical thinking because both ways of thinking are meant to be expansive. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the thing I would put in common. They're, they're meant to be expansive. They're meant to widen and broaden and make more complete whatever it is you're thinking about. That, that's what I posit. Yeah, I think that that's nice. Um, I think that that's a nice way to think about it. I, <clears throat> I've been trying to figure out what I think about that connection too, because we've, we've seen so much of it, right? Um, and uh, while, <clears throat> while I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced that there isn't a certain amount, certain amount of follow the leader in there, um, I also think that people perceive critical thinking as being very stiff and they perceive creative thinking as being very loose. And so I think when you talk about a program that helps you do the things that those certificates and graduate programs advertise, um, come up with solutions to difficult problems, uh, you know, think outside the box, like you mentioned, uh, be, you know, be able to really innovate and stuff like that. They, it's, it's almost like they're selling two different paths or they're selling a combination like maybe there's there's a certain i think there's a certain idea out there that critical thinking is has tons of techniques and so maybe in these programs you get tons of techniques and maybe that helps you be more creative somehow or maybe that augments the the non-rational side yeah it's like yin and yang it's like yin and yang yeah yes. right I don't know if that's true, but I mean, that's, that's very convenient. You know, it's sort of like us, like, you know, I'm the serious one and you're the kooky one. There you have it. You know, you could write us a graduate program flyer. We could be the yin and yang of critical thinking. I mean, talk about some cultural appropriation. Boy. <laughs> Boy. Well, you are, you are the more fun, you are the more fun one of us. So <laughs> let, let's be honest. I don't know. I mean, are those the dichotomies? <laughs> are you saying on the creative thinking side? Because I don't know if that's true. Actually, that isn't true. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and um, by the way, um, you are listening to Critical Thinking for Everyone on 106.5 FM WFMP LP Forward Radio, Louisville, Kentucky. It's social justice radio, and you should go to forwardradio.org and sign up for the talent show uh, before March 20th. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about these cards. Yeah, so tell us about the cards. So I was saying this organization, right? Um, so I guess they're in the US, the founder and some of the board of directors folks are from Australia. I need to look more deeply to see exactly the nature of the organization, but you and I've seen yeah. it around when we were looking around at critical thinking organizations for yeah. a, an earlier podcast, maybe a, a couple of years ago or something. Yep, I um, think I remember that. Um, this is a little deck of cards, like a mini deck. Um, you know, like the size of half, maybe half the size of a regular deck of cards. Okay. And um, it says critical thinking cards, 24 logical fallacies, 24 cognitive biases, plus four bonus game cards. 
And they have a, a cartoon or illustration of Plato, Socrates, and Aristotle on the front. And on the back, you know what it says? These cards, perfect for calling out people you're arguing with. That's right, I saw that. Spotting actual fake news and manipulation, throwing at the throwing at the world in despairing frustration. Uh-huh. Haven't tried that. Suitable for human <laughs> beings, suitable for human beings, eight years of old through to old and crotchety. Okay, for everyone. So that's pretty much everyone. Yeah, that covers our show. Yeah, so now, so when you open it, it has color-coded the blue are the logical fallacies and the yellow are the cognitive biases. And then they have these playing cards. But when I looked through the logical fallacies, I looked through the cards, I noticed many of these are logical fallacies that we've already talked about on the show at other- Yeah, yeah, I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, so what I would lo- love to do is spend a little more time on the cognitive biases, but explain, have you put the professor on the hot seat by starting by explaining the difference between a logical fallacy and a cognitive bias? Could you could you enlighten the listeners about the difference? Uh, sure, so um, a fallacy is an error in argumentation that is not merely a matter of fact. So it's some error in process when you're okay. reasoning uh, give, formally give, or informally give an example well, like a, ter- a term that a lot of people know you know oh you know straw man slippery slope ad hominem these are logical fallacies. bandwagon jumping on the bandwagon or those kinds of things right right um a um a cognitive bias is um that's sort of a disposition that I have or a characteristic that I have wherein uh, I interpret situations and information in ways that are distorted. Um, and often I don't even, I'm not even aware that I'm responsible for the distortion. Okay, so it's like uh, a logical fallacy is a move, like a rhetorical move that we would make Oh yeah. No, um, like yeah, we uh, might make it accidentally. Might make it even accident, like appealing to emotion. Yeah, sure. Right, instead of being, you know, maybe rational evidence, you know, as opposed to that. Yeah. So you might you might be standing in front of the cop, going, "Look, I mean, you're going to wreck my life if you arrest me today. I mean, all these reasons, 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 reasons why you're going to wreck my life. So surely, you must." feel like the right thing to do is to let me go do you know sometimes that works well that's the whole thing right but to reason that way to i mean that is definitely fallacious right you're asking the cop to uh let you go not for the you know not for the reasons that are relevant right you're asking to let you go for these reasons that are irrelevant to whatever reason it was they stopped you all right so that's a logical fallacy good example have you ever tried that technological fallacy by the way Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Many and other. has it worked for you? So far, so good. I feel like I've, I feel like I'm really, um, I got a good technique there. Yep. Okay. It's probably not technique, Barnes. It's probably some combination of blind luck and white privilege, you knucklehead. So cognitive bias, like you said, is th- things that in our thinking that are blind spots, or that's how, how sometimes I like to describe them, blind spots, but in our thinking that can prevent us from being a really clear, thorough, critical thinker. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So dealing with the matter at hand. So can I, I'd love to use some of the examples that they have in this 
some oh, of these yeah. cards. Tell us about them. Okay, so this one is one I think people could relate to. The bias called the bystander effect. Are you familiar with that? Is that the one where um, I assume that someone else is going to do something, um, and so I just I just watch, like maybe I film things on my phone, assuming that someone's going to step in and deal with the situation, but but like nobody does. Is that the? Um, yes, and this is an interesting explanation. It says you presume someone else is going to be do something in an emergency situation. Mm -hmm. When something terrible is happening in a public setting, we can experience a kind of shock and mental paralysis. If there's an emergency situation, presume. So then they're saying what you should do, presume to be the one who will help. Yeah. So. Yeah. But of course you put yourself at risk. So then, you know, the, there's another calculation that, that might contribute to that as well. Right, so if you jump in to address an issue, there's a risk to you possibly? Absolutely, I mean, I might say, oh no, the building's on fire. I see there are people in there. Where are the fire, where's the fire department? Oh, <laughs> oh sure, no. somebody must have Apparently. called them. Well, I mean, I mean, let's say whatever, but they're not gonna get here before these people burn up in this thing. Like, you know, oh no, is anybody gonna come save these people? Oh no, you know, so eventually the people die or whatever. And if the firefighters get there, that's great. But I mean, you know, to say that we put the risk on the firefighters as a societal sort of obligation or societal move, I think, it's probably accurate, but in some cases, you know, if there's a person literally on fire right now and the fire people are nowhere around, then I think maybe you have to ask yourself if I need to get involved here in a very direct way instead of just continuing to, to lament. Yeah, so they're saying okay. err on the side of, of you presume to be the one like, oh, I need to call the fire department or yeah. I need to... I have a friend from college, I'll never forget, he told me the story. He saw a car on the side of the road and he stopped and he couldn't like visibly could not see anyone, but he stopped anyway and looked in and somebody had passed out in the car. Wow. And, and he got help for that person, right? How many wow. people would just drive by and be like, oh, somebody, you know, somebody else probably called the authorities or someone else is taking care of that. Somebody's taking a nap. Yeah. So I'd like to share just quickly a personal scenario that really brought this home to me. Oh yeah, did this one impact you? So two years ago, do you remember that someone ran a stop sign and ran into my car? I do. Crashed into my car and pushed both of our cars across the street into someone's yard mm -hmm. where, where they came to rest. And I, you know, sort of like the airbags in my car went off and I was sort of like, you know, getting my bearings and I opened the car door to step out, right? That's your first thing is like, I'm going to step out of the car right. and the door like creaks open. Like, you know, right. like I'm trying to like get my door. By the time I step out, some people had gathered and said, we've called 911. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And like literally by the time I could step out of the car, people had already called 911. And while I was standing there shaken, trying to figure out what happened because I didn't see what happened because I was in, someone hit me. Sure. Um, a woman comes up to me and says, I was in the parking lot right there and I watched this whole thing and I will stay here and give my witness testimony to the police. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, a stranger. Like how many strangers would just be like, oh, wow, wow, that's intense, right? Like, and just, you know, drive off. 
Right, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, the bystander effect is famous for a reason. Right. And so what that said to me and a very was very real to me was I'm going to when I'm in if I am in the situation where I'm witnessing or see something like that, I'm going to do what strangers did for me and stop and you know call 911, you know, stick around and see how I can be what if anything I can do to be helpful. Sure. It was really scary. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see where it would be. So that cognitive bias is when we assume someone else, not us, is taking care of it. Well, sure. And I think it's probably, don't they give it that name because of the, um, the Kitty Genovese um, uh, example from uh, That is often cited, although actually the reality in that situation was a little more complicated than, it is, than the mythology around it. Well, that's fine, but we do still have um, a variety of uh, windows, some hundreds of windows, and no one able to stop. Yes, to stop yeah. the assault. And that, that's that's true. Um, I think it's also when you look at this card, it says when something terrible is happening in a public city, we can experience a kind of shock and mental paralysis. So what they're saying is the cognitive bias. Yeah, it's not just the oh, I'm lazy, I'm not going to get involved. Oh, yeah. But they, they, right, it, it's actually a kind of like bias where we just go, oh, somebody else, this is terrible. Somebody else is going to do something, right? Like it's actual, like it's actually a moment of like, we need to catch ourselves going, wait a minute. No, I, I'm here. Gotcha. I, I can do something. I can intervene. Maybe I can intervene. Yeah, we need to consider ourselves capable. We need to be um, right. ready Come for over, Like overcome that shock. That's what they're saying. It's that. Okay. So All let's right. talk about this one, the Barnum effect. Have you ever heard that? Well, I've heard of the Barnum. <laughs> Barnum, what do you think that means, the Barnum effect? Gosh, I don't really know. I mean, when I think of Barnum, I think of circuses. Yeah. So uh, what would the so bias be? The bias might be um, might be that you tend to perceive things as being out of control. <laughs> Performative. I kept I kept waiting for you to be like, you see clowns everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it occurred to me. It occurred to me. That would probably be more than a cognitive bias. Yeah. Yeah. It says you see personal specifics in vague statements by filling in the gaps. So how does that relate to the name? Psychics, astrologers, and others use this bias to make it seem like they're telling you something personally relevant. Try to think critically and see how things could be interpreted to apply to anyone, not just you. Well, that's fair. I mean, I think that's a, I think it's probably a relatively difficult name to use since the, I don't know right. if the Barnum and Bailey Circus is known for their psychics and astrologers, but that's cool. Well, I just felt, I just made a joke earlier in the show that relates to this. What was Because your I said, you said, well, someone gave me, a colleague gave me these cards and then my aunt and her partner gave me this poster and I said, the universe is trying to tell you something. Oh, that's right. Flashback. 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 You know, the universe is telling you something, Dr. Barnes. Well, that was it. Since they were the since they were the same, I thought, well. <laughs> flashback, flashback, flashback. 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 See, you see personal specifics and vague statements by filling in the gaps. Like nice. there's nothing really here other than random chance. But I, I was, 
I, I don't, I was making a joke, but some people would go, wow, the universe is, this is sort of a random vague thing, but I'm going to personalize it and assume the universe is sending me a message. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And some people would say, do you see the way that I set that up for later use? <laughs> right. You put that in there knowing that there'd be a great example later. I, exactly. <laughs> right. The Barnum effect is very intense in our lives, sure. isn't it? I can dig that. Okay, the next bias is, oh wait, so how do we combat the Barnum effect? Let's talk about that. I was that. gonna say it's really difficult, I think, because we're already soaking in our own interests. I mean, we literally, I literally look around the room and everything that is in the room is related to me because I relate it to myself naturally. Right. Right, and so, I mean, that sort of built-in kind of uh, self-centeredness can easily cause us to believe that unrelated random activities really do have something to do with us. I mean, particularly when it's something maybe that we've seen a lot of examples of in media or something, like maybe, <clears throat> maybe I did something like I, maybe I was down by I, by Patty's house coming home in my car and I just kind of tapped my brakes at the stop sign. You know, there wasn't, I looked, there wasn't anybody. I didn't hit Patty's car, you know, nobody there. I just tapped my brakes. I was only going five miles an hour anyway. Went through, no harm. Then a block later, a cop pulls in behind me. Oh man, they got me. Oh, they were waiting for me. Oh, you know. And I mean, it's probably just, they were going to the Krispy Kreme and that's the direction and, you know, or wherever they go. I don't know where they're going. Uh, that's where I was going. So, you know, we have the, uh, we just make assumptions about it. It's very easy to do all the time. The, the professor says something in the class and you're like, oh, must be talking to me. Yeah. The professor's just making a comment. Right. 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 So try to think critically and see how things could be interpreted to apply to anyone, not just you. You, right. Get over your own egocentrism, folks. Yeah, because when these when these things happen, we really, if we're trying to do critical thinking, we're supposed to be thinking with criteria. Right. So if there's, if the cop wasn't anywhere around when I went through the stop sign, I mean, if they really weren't and they showed up somewhere later, there's a really good chance that this this isn't necessarily about me. If If I didn't do the thing that the professor mentioned, it's really unlikely that this could have anything to do with me. And so I should, I should just check the criteria, see how relevant it is. Check yourself. You're not the center of the, of the universe. You still the, are the center of the universe. You're the center of your own universe, <laughs> but not the universe. I am to me though. That's what I'm saying. In your own world, you are. I literally am the center of the universe right now. <laughs> how does it feel? You know, it feels pretty good. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I thought there'd be more, to be honest, but I mean, <laughs> this is the default. I can live with it. That's not bad. It's not bad. I would, if I were to design it, I'd have a bigger kitchen. Yeah. But yeah. More counter space. I'd have a, yeah, counter space like your kitchen. I need to think about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. I mean, I think these are, these are uh, really thought provoking. Yeah. Ready or not, here it comes. Availability heuristic availability heuristic is that something that is that related to tinder or what is that 
<laughs> Your judgments are influenced by what springs most easily to mind. Oh. So how recent, emotionally powerful, or unusual your memories are can make them seem more relevant. This in turn can cause you to apply them too readily. Try to gain different perspectives and source statistical information. Okay, so this is when you go through a bad breakup and you're like, oh, dating sucks. Right, everybody good is already paired up. There's nobody else left. Nobody good. There's nobody good left. (laughs) There never was anybody good. Yeah. So, right. Cause you to apply them too readily. Try to gain different perspectives and source statistical information. Yeah. So what would you say to your friend who's like, oh my gosh, online dating is a wasteland. It's just because they had terrible dates. How would you help them gain different perspectives and source statistical information? What would you say to this friend of yours, Brian? I'd say, yeah, online dating is a wasteland. <laughs> well, um, wait a minute wait a minute have you ever tried online dating no i have not done any online dating but i'm i mean that's you know that's what i hear so right. um i would want to help them check their point of view i would want them to you know and sort of articulate it and look at their own biases and how they tend to handle different kinds of information and what assumptions that they're making about this might be an interesting line of conversation to go into um, how they interpret what they're finding when they're out there based upon their purposes. That might be an interesting uh, thing to talk about as opposed to just talking about the information, right? Cause that's all they want to talk about. Cause they already know all their assumptions and all their purposes. And or maybe they do, but the point is that I don't know any of them. And so, so, so one way you might say to your friend is, so what are the odds what when people find their mate or their partner online what is what percentages of people you know there's got to be statistics or something out there or how long do you have to try online dating before you know average before somebody finds someone or or gives up you know yeah that's true although i think it's particularly problematic here because i don't know how good these statistics are yeah that's true like online dating a bunch of people might not report that's true. Well, or different perspectives. You could say, have you talked to anyone who's um, found someone? What was, you know, what, what was that yeah, experience? How did they, how did they find someone successfully? What were, you know, was it, you know, trial and error? Was it thinking differently about the people that they selected to meet? You know what I mean? It's just, yep. um, it's sort of helping them through that. Yeah, I mean, these are this is good advice. I don't know that I would be the best advice giver in this, but I would be, I think, a person who could help people think it through for themselves. Like, I would be good at helping them come up with questions. Yeah, I do. I do not have experience with online dating. Only, you know, through other people's experience. Sure. Um, so, but I think I like you. Might I would happy to help them think about it. Right, and that's ultimately when it comes down to critical thinking tools. We want to have critical thinking tools that we can deploy to any contexts. We right. don't want to be limited by like dating app specific critical thinking tools or something, right? We want to be able to just say, ah, okay, so, you know, this person is exhibiting, you know, a great deal of intellectual arrogance. And so, you know, does that make me have intellectual courage? And does that make me, you know, feel like I, I'm going to be able to be fair-minded and does this compromise if I, you know, hang out with this person and swipe on them or whatever the hell you do. 
um, whatever the kids are into? Is this going to compromise my intellectual autonomy? And of course, then there's also the issue of like my actual autonomy and actual arrogance and humility and actual courage, which are separate things from their intellectual counterparts. Um, you know, all of these are worth thinking about and, and thinking about all of these things can help me get more insight into the problem, which is, I think, always useful. That's said with a very critical thinking lens. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually trying to go for, um, you know, some sort of a, a critical thinking um, pastiche. You're doing a great job. Okay. All right. You are really getting known for critical thinking. Oh, yeah? As a Yeah. Pastiche. What? As a pastiche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, good and bad. But... <laughs> These are really fun. All right. I'm going to share one more and then we should talk about the poster, the stuff on there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Critical thinking posters. We thought we were the only ones having those. I know. We spent so much time with our colleagues making critical thinking posters, but we're not the only ones. We didn't corner that market. No, really. And I wonder, I mean, these people are selling these posters like for, for real stuff. I wonder how much. Oh, wait a minute. I can, I bet I can look in. Hey, maybe we need to come up with our own posters. I was thinking we need to come up with our own card deck. What would be on it? I'm curious. Oh man. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> think about it. I'll have to think about it. Okay. So it looks like the cards, um, 15 bones and the posters 20 bones oh wow we definitely need our own card deck yeah yeah Crit we critical thinking for everyone card deck i love it and they also have some stuff on creative commons so you can just pick your oh okay well you know what folks if you have some favorite concepts or shows that you think we should think about putting them into a card deck form please let us know Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah, critical thinking for everyone through Facebook. That's right. Um, and this is assuming there's people out there who actually listen. Oh, you mean to our show? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. There's somebody in Latvia who's there like every time. <laughs> That's true. That's the Sound SoundCloud stats don't lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start um, you know some kind of a, a greeting in Latvian or else we're gonna lose this audience member. Thank we appreciate you. I don't know. I'm sorry we're not prepared yet again to greet you properly, but um, I don't know. Nazarovia does that work for everybody over there? Is that everybody over there? I don't know. It's probably the only Russian word. You I you you know what? I think you need to step back and do some research. I do. I do. But nonetheless, I do. Okay. The next word is appropriate. Then I'm sure that's a cognitive bias in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, is it? And I think probably about three fallacies on top. I of think it. it's the fly by the seat of your pants bias. I just made a sofa sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> See, write these down for our card oh, deck. Yeah, this is part of this is part of our deck. Yeah, what'd you put? What's the cheese? What's the anyway? <laughs> okay. Right. The next one is framing effect. You, uh, do you know what that means? 
I go just tell us. It'll be better. You allow yourself to be unduly influenced by context and delivery. Oh. No one, no one likes to think of themselves as easily manipulated. However, it's only when we have the intellectual humility to accept the fact that we can be influenced that we can limit how much we actually are. Yeah. Try to be mindful, mindful of how things are being framed or what's being left out. Yeah. I need to tell you, my husband is someone who's very difficult to dazzle. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, please don't tell me that that guy gets pulled in by this. No, I am the one. And he'll be like rolling his eyes. We don't need a free tote bag. <laughs> you, get, like, <laughs> you get sucked in by the free tote bag? No, I, well, <laughs> no, that's a running joke with us is, you know, I'll say, oh, my God. Look at this free, or look if we sign up, blah, blah, blah. You know, that probably happened years ago. And now it's just a running joke. He'll be like, what, do we get a free tote bag? Uh, well, you know, I think I'm with him on that one. I mean, I've been, I've certainly seen um, and been and been uh, brought in by plenty of those over the years, such that now I don't, I absolutely don't even care. As soon as somebody starts bringing up extra things, in my in my mind, the first thing that happens is, thought we were finished here <laughs> like everything that i wanted out of this is finished and i thought i was paying you and so i don't know why we're i don't know why we're having more conversation and i think that probably my face says all that somehow because i i feel my face change shape um when they do that <laughs> i don't tend to actually get um get you don't get suckered in well i don't know if it's suckering i mean like i was with a guy at a cash register the other day I'm not going to discuss what we were discussing, but he offered me a free thing. And I said, no. And he said, really? <laughs> I said, yeah. And he said, but, but sir, if you get the, if you get this thing with the thing that you bought, it'll actually be cheaper than just the thing that you bought. Right. And I said, oh, what would I do with the other thing? And yeah. he looked at me like no one had ever posed that question before. Like, like you're an American. Don't you want more stuff? Like, like he's like, well, what would you do with it? And finally he just laughed and said, well, I don't really know. And I said, well, I don't really either. So let's just be done. With it. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? You stumped him with your critical thinking. He stumped me. I was genuinely, I, th I thought, am I missing something? Do I need one of these? Should I have been buying one of these alongside of one of these the whole time? Right. And just no one told. No, no. It was just a promotion. It was just so that reminds me of the woman years ago. We used to have cable TV, which we don't anymore. And she called from the cable company trying to get me to sign up for like 50 more channels. And she was like incredulous. Why don't I want 50 more channels for <laughs> for a dollar more? Yeah, month or they something. always do that. Right. And you know what I said? I said, I'm trying not to watch more TV. Like, I don't want more channels. I don't even watch all the channels I have. Right? I'm sorry, and she, to you, but I'm yeah, like she couldn't get her mind around the fact that I don't want more channels. But you know, I, our, yeah, you're exactly right. Our culture is so much with that. Every, I mean, if you go to the place and they have upgrades, they're always like, looking at you like you're nuts if you don't want the upgrade you don't you know you get 50 percent more what would i do with 50 percent more it's our whole culture is like that right more 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 right yep well I, did, did you end up getting the more channels 
No, we ended up canceling our cable. <laughs> well, I mean, that was an excellent sales tactic on her part, I will say. Now that well, you're thinking about these extra channels, I don't think I want the ones I have. Exactly. <laughs> you are exactly right. Well, I haven't had cable TV for, in, for a long time for exactly <laughs> that reason. I, I just cannot figure out. <laughs> this, is, this reminds me, I was talking to my husband last weekend and I said, hey, how would you like to watch this movie? And I suggested a movie and he goes, well, what else is there? What are the other choices? I said literally hundreds, <laughs> thousands, hundreds of other movies are the other choice. <laughs> I'll take your counter offer because I wasn't prepared. I just had this one in mind, <laughs> you know. But I love it. It was like his diplomatic way of saying like, instead of saying no, right. hey, it was like, well, what else is there? Hundreds of other movies. Yeah. They, uh, they, what, what the other part that there is, is you doing research. So. Or, or literally sitting and reading a history book. He will choose that. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, I have no doubt about that either. I mean, that's how we, that's how we learn the real stuff, right? We read the stuff that was written hundreds of years ago. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, we have a, we have our fun. We have our nerdy fun. Does he know that the winners write the history books? Is he aware of that? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Cause when we go back and read those history books, I think we're getting a pretty biased position. Yeah. He's actually working on a book right now. We should just, we should just avoid all old books. I'm for new books, but no more old books. Well, a lot of people, as you know, this library that I'm sitting in here at U of L, more and more, the old books are going away. They're not literally, they don't have the books on the shelves. Yeah, I know. That, that, yeah, it makes me a little. Yeah, they're putting them in cold storage and then people are getting everything digitally. And I, I miss that. Sometimes I just like to go up and like be around all these books. Oh yeah, I mean, my academic education was certainly formed, um, you know, between giant stacks of books. <laughs> I mean, at all levels, uh, that was uh, the library was a big deal. I yeah. joke, about, I joke about losing all the books. I, I think that we should read more books, and I'm glad that somewhere um, in Louisville, there's a culture of book reading. You guys are maintaining it at your household. So uh, carry now, on, Ed. What? book made a big impression on you at your when you were growing up at your house the bible really sure there was no better book i didn't realize that didn't you know that the bible says so i didn't realize that that was a very formative book for you oh sure i mean i ended up reacting against it quite a bit but i certainly read it a lot when i was young <laughs> Oh, certainly knew it a lot of different from a lot of different angles um yeah i mean it, aside from the bible is that what you're asking me i mean uh, ovid's metamorphosis was a pretty big deal i mean there was a whole bunch of shakespeare that was a big deal from an early age um there was this book about organized crime that my father had in the basement that was pretty formative i don't know if they knew if i i don't know if they knew that i read it but, um there was um the year the Yankees uh, lost the pennant. That's a, that's a classic. Uh, the boys from Brazil. Um, yeah. About, uh, wow. About 50, wow. 50 other classics. My father insisted that I read at various points during my upbringing so that I could be uh, culturally literate. Yeah. Your, Larry was pretty good at <clears throat> sharing some of his books and, you know, philosophies with you. 
Well, Larry was really um, big on the idea that I would be able to navigate the world independently and, uh, yeah. you know, without fear of doing so. And so he encouraged me to embrace experiences and to, um, you know, do research and to read widely and to learn things widely and just, um, you know, think before I speak and stuff like that. And I've, you know, all except the last one, I think I've done pretty well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there was the day you announced you were becoming a philosophy major and then he went, oh, oh, I didn't see that coming. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was the worst day or if it was the day I showed up with my ear pierced. I'm not sure which one bothered him more. Really? I think they were both, they were on the same level. Both of them got me um, incommunicado with Larry for more than a week, which was not a common, <laughs> not a common wow. thing when I was young. But uh, yeah, he, he didn't even want to talk to me. Very disappointed. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, but he didn't, he didn't, um, you know, he wasn't one to, <clears throat> to lay a bunch of, um, heavy authority on me and issues of my own life he, uh, he would just express his distinct disappointment <laughs> and then uh i could do what i was gonna do you know as an adult yeah you know appreciate appreciate him giving me enough enough rope to get out there i would love to have larry on the show again <sighs> well larry would love to be on the show i'm sure but um larry has no idea what he would talk about on the show so you well... have to pitch him I got a couple. I will. I will. Hey, before we run out of time, a book that really influenced me growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell about your books. I just threw a bunch of titles out. We had a encyclopedia set called the book of, I got to look it up online, but I want to say it was something like the book of knowledge or something. It was encyclopedia and it was from, I think it was from the forties and sure. Hawaii wasn't even a state yet. In, in according to the encyclopedia um i'm pretty sure that i mean so I, that book while it was very influential on me i can still tell you the smell of it the pages right there's very formative encyclopedia and i was planning to read the entire encyclopedia i mean that was my goal sure. was to read sure. and i was you know like this is so interesting but it was old it was so old that Maybe that was part of the weird appeal of it. I used to like the old books for sure. I mean, I've yeah. my father would hand me or someone would hand me an old book and I'd just go sit somewhere with it for hours, you know, and sometimes I didn't even really read it. Sometimes I just kind of sort of through it and yeah, I always like the yeah. smells and always like the texture. Yeah, me, me too. We, we, you know, we had a book of uh, Life magazine had put out a book of, by decade, like 1920s. And it was like all the big photos from Life magazine in the 20s. And then they had the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. And I remember just being mesmerized by the photos and just being just, you know, just totally absorbed in, in um anyway you know when we were growing up there wasn't a hundred films we could just watch on demand right oh, the, right. right what we were absorbing and what we had available to us was what was around us often you know we could we could turn some channels or we'd go to the library but it was just right. a whole different way of of learning about the world oh yeah definitely and when you you know you i mean yeah i mean the the books were such a gateway even the old books and it was such a blessing to me when i'd find these books and you know, people's houses and stuff sometimes, because again, these other things weren't available, you know, 
Um, so I, yeah, I agree with all that. You know, I was thinking you, you asked um, books that were really influential and I will say there were two, now that I think about it a little more deeply, that were seriously influential. I don't take back any of those others, but there were two in particular. One was this dictionary that I had and I carried it around constantly for years and I would look up like every word I came across. And so when I was, I was like, I was a child and um, I have no idea where that thing is, but I had this little dictionary that I just never was yeah. about. And then the other thing was, um, and I really loved, you know, developed a love of words with that thing. And then right. the other one was um, the first time I ever really started paying attention to details in, um, in language was when um, my dad gave me the collected volumes of Sherlock Holmes or something like that. And, um, and then uh, I was reading that thing. And I remember we were sitting somewhere and, and I was reading and we were waiting for something. And I just, and he asked me what I thought about it. And I said, ah, oh, you know, it's just really detailed. And it's, you know, it's really, it's really kind of hard to get into because of that. And he said, oh, it's the, um, it's those details that really make it interesting and that really make it come alive. And you should, you should give that a shot. And I went, oh, okay. And I just remember reading it with new eyes. And that was, um, I don't know, I don't know why that was so uh, useful, but that, that ended up being a big deal. And then there's a lot of pages. That was like a Bible sized book. So I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of pages in that one. <laughs> wow. Well, I love, you know, me and, and I know you, we love books and we love talking about this stuff. And, and um, it sounds like we have a lot more material for future shows. Oh yeah, we'll have to get back to this poster. I mean, keep in mind that reading is an important skill for critical thinking, right? I mean, you have to be a good reader um, in order to do some of these skills well. It's not that you can't do it without reading, but reading also provides you a huge amount of information. It gives you access to a lot of um, you know ways to improve your critical thinking skill in addition to just being a source for so much of the- Yeah, including the fine print. Absolutely. Which sometimes we don't like to read. <laughs> but we should. I was reviewing this uh, this academic article the other day, and I, I made this comment about, and yet another footnote where the author is trying to hide a problem with the paper. <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow, you're just really sticking all the silly stuff in these footnotes, right? So, yeah, we got to read the book. We know that we know uh, we need our own set of logical fallacies for academic papers. There you go. That's a whole other card set. Nice, nice. Look for it in our online shop. And as you go through your week, we will uh, expect that you'll give some of this stuff a shot. You'll at least think back to some of the uh, ideas that we're bringing forth. By the way, we're not trying to endorse any products. We just wanted to talk about um, these uh, critical thinking tools that are out there. And um, you can pick them up. The School of Thought uh, there has a bunch of free materials. You know, so, I mean, they have a whole link of free materials that you can check out if you wanted to, uh, to look at them, but we're not, we're not uh, suggesting anybody buy anything because that's a sophisticated motive. We're trying to be fair-minded here at Critical Thinking for Everyone because fair-mindedness, friends, that's for everyone. Even you. Hey, I just want to remind everyone that we are not endorsing any products here at Critical Thinking for Everyone. And if you want to be involved in the talent show for a chance to earn a hundred bucks, you have to sign up by March 20th on forwardradio.org. Be well.